4: After 240 years of patriotic service delivering the mail, how can one person screw this up? My last question is this. Thank you, what sir. What the heck are you doing? Um, what you, the sir.
5: heck are you the doing? That's my Thank you, sir. Mr. DeJoy, is your backup plan to be pardoned like Roger Stone?
6: Oh, <laughs> Pitiful.
2: day <laughs> to be the guy running the post office. Woo, man. So if you didn't hear that, um, that was Louis DeJoy taking his beating in front of Congress. We had a lot of good stuff today. He's a postmaster general. Nobody knew anything about him before today. Now everybody assumes that he's a bad guy. And um, they've been going after him. Congress has been going after him. This is Trump is not blameless here because he's been being cute about the post office and mail-in voting or whatever. So Democrats want mail-in voting. So they just you mail out 86 million or so uh, blank ballots and the people who want to just mail their votes and mail them in and hopefully then just don't show up on Election Day as well and even think that there's there could be some concerns, but fine. But there has been, because of the Twitterverse and just craziness and because it's this year, there has been a lot of crazy conspiracy theories about collection boxes being kidnapped and brought out of Washington and and uh, you know this big this big uh, conspiracy to steal the election by by um, disenfranchising voters by not by making sure the post office can't process all this stuff but there's there's nothing the post office has been delivering less mail every year actual letters that kind of mail. There have been delays in all sorts of um, deliveries from the post office. You know this if you've dealt with the post office. This year I used the post office once. Once. A a friend of mine mailed me a piece of equipment for a computer, and the envelope arrived with a special um, supplemental envelope that said, by the way, sorry, but whatever was in here is gone now. not saying the post office stole it, but the thing was gone. But this is um a good um good rich lowry roundup of the what's happening in mail in voting and all this stuff. There were delays in mail in balloting in the primaries before louis dejoy he's the guy who's going about to get yelled at showed up in June. Dejoy is a Trump donor, but he had success with shipping and logistics in his business career and was unanimously approved for the postal service bo- by the postal service board of directors um The charges, the changes that have drawn such fevered criticism are all commonsensical. Collection boxes that don't get a lot of use are routinely decommissioned or moved. The Postal Service has stopped this practice for now in reaction to the panic engendered when an an image of a box getting removed appeared on the internet. The Service has also been deactivating sorting machines for the types of mail that have been in decline, a plan that was in place prior to DeJoy's arrival. According to the White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, this will be paused until the after election, just to make people feel good and so that Twitter hysterical Twitter people uh, can calm down. Uh, DeJoy has begun implementing another reform to try to cut down on routine overtime expenses by changing how mail goes out for delivery. A good government measure that shouldn't be controversial, but this is this is simply the new Russia. It's all there's nothing to it. It's the new Russia. Whatever. So now. The Democrats haul DeJoy in before him, before Congress, and they want answers. They want answers because they want to make sure the election is not stolen by this evil bastard, DeJoy. And so they begin the question, and I assume these questions will be all about exactly what's going on with these uh, mail-in ballots. So here's Rep. Katie Porter. Rep. Katie Porter, she's kind of like Michael Moore. She asks questions to be considered uh, um, like old home questions uh, to to, to be to be just an innocent person asking innocent questions and it's meant to be viral is what I meant to say so here's Katie Holmes questioning Louis DeJoy this is remember the reason for this is Trump stealing the election using the post office.
3: Mr. DeJoy thank you for being with us today what is the cost of a first class postage stamp?
2: 55 cents. (laughs) one to check what about to mail? oh thanks so so can we get on to the questions about election voting mail-in voting i assume that's what we're doing here
3: a postcard
2: uh, i don't i don't know ma'am
3: you don't know the cost to mail a postcard <laughs> i don't what if i want to mail a you said 55 cents for a first class stamp but what if it's like one of those greeting cards it's a square envelope then what is the
2: postage well, um, the postage is who the hell cares? Why are you asking? He's the heavy at the company. This is Roger and me you know asking uh, asking auto execs if they know how to change oil. It doesn't matter. It's not what he he doesn't deal with the cost of stamp. It doesn't really matter. He's, he's a bigger picture appointee, I would say. but no no, no, she's going to continue doing this looking for the, the cheap wins. Great. And I work at a newspaper. I'm the senior editor of a newspaper. You're going to ask me about the printing press and piles of ink? I don't know.
7: I'll submit that I know uh, very little about a postage stamp.
3: Hey, what is the weight limit? You are more in the shipping logistics business. What's the weight limit for priority mail?
2: 70 pounds. And what is the starting rate for U.S. post... When are the questions about mail-in voting going to happen?
3: Does that happen at some point? Office, uh, USPS priority mail.
7: The starting rate for what?
3: USPS priority
7: mail. Starting rate uh, for... Just remember,
2: if you're waiting on COVID relief, if you need desperately needed uh, bridge money to get you through just paying your credit card bills, this is what the leadership in Congress is doing with its time. The show trial of this guy in the name of an investigation into stealing the election. Well, does it sound like they're investigating stealing the election?
7: 15 ounces. No, the, the, the,
3: the rate, the price. I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know about within a million or so, can you tell me how many people voted by mail in the last presidential election? No, I cannot. To the nearest 10 million?
2: <laughs> is he in charge of the ballots for the last election? Or is he in, chala- in charge of the ballots for this election? And the two numbers would be very different because we're mailing out ballots to everybody now.
7: I is be, that a no, I, Mr. DeJoy? I would be guessing, and I don't want to guess.
3: Okay. So, Mr. DeJoy, I'm concerned. Um, I'm glad you know the price of a stamp. um, But I'm concerned about your understanding of this agency. And I'm particularly concerned about it because you started taking very decisive action when you became Postmaster General. You started directing the unplugging, and destroying of machines, changing of employee procedures, and locking of collection boxes.
2: So remember, these things were already on the docket. These things were already uh, were already mandated. He's the guy. He's the honcho. So he's in charge of implementing them. Simply doing his job. This was already, you know, this was already decided before he got there. He only got there two months ago.
3: As a professor, I've always told my students that one of the most important rules in life
2: is to read
3: the instructions. Did you actually read and independently analyze the major overhaul plans before you ordered them to take effect?
7: Again, I w- will repeat that I did not order major overhaul plans. The, the items you identify were not directed by me. I did, and Reclaiming we don't need much analysis to, to get to run Could your you trucks to a schedule.
2: Uh, yeah, don't offer clarity. Reclaiming my time? No, stop offering clarity here. I have this is about me. This is about Rep Katie Porter. This really isn't about you, Mr. DeJoy. This is not about getting answers. This is about me.
3: I'm claiming my time, Mr. DeJoy. Could you please tell me who did order these changes if you as Postmaster General did not? Because these changes have resulted in, and you have said yourself the in this po- hearing. The Postal
7: Service has been around for 250 years. There are plans. There were many, many executives, almost uh, uh, 30,000 executives within the time. organization. Mr. DeJoy. And there are plans that existed uh, prior to my we're arrival that, my will continue, that were implemented. Reclaiming my time.
3: Mr. DeJoy, if you did not order these actions to be taken, please tell the committee the name of
2: who did. I do not know. Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon did it. There we go. There's the really important emergency hearing for the Postmaster General trying to steal the election, and it's a quiz about stamps. Well done. Well done, Democrats. Uh, all right. Want to hear a little more about uh, Congress? Hard at work ensuring that your, these elections are safe. This is Rep. Jim Cooper from Tennessee looking out for you.
5: Mr. Joy. as a mega-donor for the Trump campaign, you were picked, along with Michael Cohen and Elliot Broiding, two men who have already pled guilty to felonies, to be the three deputy finance chairman of the Republican National Committee did you pay back several of your top executives for contributing to trump's campaign by bonusing or rewarding them?
2: this has what to do with the upcoming election remember the sanctity of elections remember russians meddled with the elections country before party what is this what is this weird conspiracy deep dive like he, the guy's writing a, a tell all book about the scandals of the trump administration yeah.
7: That's an outrageous claim, sir, and I resent it. I'm just asking a question. The answer is no.
2: In other words, Mafia boss, did you make people donate to Trump and then make them whole again by giving them bonuses?
5: So you did not bonus or reward any of your executives? No. No. Anyone that you solicited for a contribution to the Trump campaign? No, sir.
7: Not in whole or in part? To to be uh, uh, actually, I, uh, during the Trump campaign, I wasn't even working at my company anymore.
2: Uh, reclaiming my time.
5: Well, uh, we want to make sure that campaign contributions well, are legal. So all your campaign I'm contributions. I'm
7: fully aware. Are legal. Well, I'm fully aware of ca- illegal, legal campaign contributions. Well, what if you I resent the assertion. So what well, are you accusing me of?
5: Well, I'm asking a question. Do your mail delays fit Trump's campaign goal of hurting the post office? As-
2: Nobody's a psychotic conspiracy theorist or anything. Not at all. Jim Cooper's of sound mind. This guy is working on advocating on the behalf of Americans somewhere, and this is what he's spending his time doing. How long have you been working with the Russians?
5: As stated in his tweets, are I'm your not, mail I'm delays not, I'm implicit not, I'm campaign contributions? I'm
7: these types of questions. I'm here, I'm here to represent the Postal Service. It has nothing to do with, all my actions have to do with improvement in the Postal Service. May this, Am I the only one in this room that understands that we have a $10 billion a year loss? Right? Am I the only will, one in this room will that you has give looked this at the OIG reports that Will you that give this committee
5: up, your communications with Mark Meadows, with Treasury Secretary Mnuchin, with the and President? Go ahead Mr. DeJoy, is your backup plan to be pardoned like Roger Stone? Ah! Oh, oh, oh,
0: God.
5: Incredible. <laughs> you have two seconds to answer the question. I have no comments on that. Okay. It's not I worth see my time, time has expired. Gentlemen, it's, it's not time worth is the
2: re- comments. Re- re- uh, rep- there you go, protecting the election for you. Democrats making sure that, they, that you aren't disenfranchised. That protecting the election, not just trying to smear a guy. So that it can make it into the uh, symmetrical media asymmetry,
0: asymmetrical polarization. There is an asymmetry in our media, asymmetrical line.
2: You will see the symmetrical media tonight. Play those cuts, cuts of the joy getting quizzed with the uh, Jim Cooper rep. Jim Cooper suggesting he's looking for a pardon because he's obviously a criminal. You'll see those all over CNN, all over MSNBC, all over CBS, ABC, and NBC all over WBOR and GBH and NPR. You'll see them everywhere. Now they've got something to play that's not the the first night of the RNC because they don't want to play that because Brian Stelter already said that there's, there's asymmetrical forces that chose not to cover some of the DNC. Asymmetry.
0: Asymmetrical polarization. There is an asymmetry in our media. Asymmetrical lying.
2: Here's Congressman Connolly having his um, way with DeJoy in in the name of protecting the election
7: i've not i mean i've spoken to uh, uh the president i've spoken to steve mnuchin i've spoken to uh uh, uh other people but i have not had have no i've had no contact about the poll i've not spoken to anybody about the postal service. did you not tell the board of governors this month in august that in fact you had had contact with the trump campaign to ask them to stop their attacks on the postal service and voting by mail I have put word around to different people to, plead, to, to that this is not helpful to... Uh, so you you did have contact with the Trump campaign for a good purpose.
2: Oh, yeah. He's going to take the bait, Connolly, I'm sure.
7: <laughs> but you <laughs> I'm did. I'm trying to think of where if the Trump... When you say the Trump campaign, I've not spoken to Trump campaign uh, 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 the leader, leadership uh, in, in that regard. I've spoken to people... Uh, that I'm um, a that that are friends of mine that were associated with the campaign. Yes, one of them was Steve Mnuchin, Steve Mnuchin, Secretary of Treasury. I, I, I know. I, yeah, I never spoke to Steve yeah. about. T-
2: I know. Well, then, why did you ask?
7: Telling the president to not do something. I think. Thank you, Mr. Joy.
2: Mm-hmm. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. What's the price of a uh, second-class envelope postcard, one of the green ones, from Duluth to Tulsa? Uh, Saturday Delivery. The joy did start out, at least, really just kind of kicking asses uh, there and, and um, getting, it, laying down the law.
7: As part of this conversation, there are many inaccuracies about my actions that I wish to again correct. First, I did not direct the removal of blue collection boxes or the removal of mail processing equipment. Second, I did not direct the cutback on hours at any of our post offices. And finally, I did not direct the elimination or any cutback in overtime. I did, however, suspend these practices to to remove any misperceptions about our commitment to delivering the nation's election mail. Any further assertions by the media or elected officials is furthering a false narrative to the American people.
2: Right, And they intend to do it for the next few hours, uh, Louis DeJoy, so enjoy it. Nothing to it, just viral idiocy on the internet, and man, they're running with it, running with it. And you tell me that this this is the party, the Democrats are the party that want to heal the nation, Joe Biden party wants to heal the nation, Joe Biden himself does, my God, setting it up so that if Trump wins the election... Half the country will assume that he stole it using the post office. Great. Great. Let's just destabilize the streets even more than they already are. Great. Steve Lynch, Massachusetts, got his, uh, got his shots in. Kind of like uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter uh, criminals beating the crap out of uh, that guy the other day. Lynch piled right on.
4: After 240 years of patriotic service delivering the mail, how can one person... Screw this up in just a few weeks. Now, I understand you bring private sector expertise. I guess we couldn't find a government worker who could screw it up this fast. It would take them a while. The president is running this post office like a business, like he said. He's running it into the ground as he has declared bankruptcy a few times on his own businesses.
2: And this is um, to do with what are we back in the election or not here, because this sounds like just a way to land-based Trump. In the administration, it's almost as if this is election year politicking to smear somebody. Huh. In an effort to apply the facts, the real facts,
4: not the, not the alternative facts based on what you have actually done, one can only reach, as a fact finder, we can only reach two conclusions. One, either through gross incompetence, you have ended the 240
2: year history of delivering the mail reliably on time, um, what history is this? I don't know. I've had 47 years of, uh, of those 250 years or whatever they are. And I've noticed some uh, stops and fits and starts, I would say, in reliable delivery. I would say that the U.S. mail has been so reliable that it created FedEx and UPS. Uh, the
4: second conclusion that we could gather is that you're doing this on purpose and
2: that you're deliberately dismantling this Are you effing up and destroying all the mail, the U.S. mail, for good because it's malicious or because you're an idiot? Please answer the question – well, I'm not actually doing
4: it.
8: Recalling my time.
4: Once proud tradition.
8: The gentleman's time has expired. The gentleman may answer his question. My, my last thank
4: question is this. Thank you,
8: what
7: uh, 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 you, thank what you, you
4: sir. What
8: the heck are the you doing? What the heck are you doing? The gentleman's time has you expired. Thank
4: you,
7: sir. The gentleman's uh, time has
8: expired. The gentleman may answer. First of all,
7: I, I would like to uh, uh, agree with you on the heroic efforts of our 650,000 uh uh, uh um, employees across the nation and the history of the postal service for their uh, uh, uh the 250-year uh, history of serving the american the american public and i'm very, will you put the machines I'm, very back? I'm very proud <laughs> to lead the organization the rest of your accusations are actually will you uh, put the, will you put the high speed machine no back. i will
4: not you will not will not you will not well there you go there I go. Watch yeah, well, these machines, Madam Chair.
3: Machines let the out. witness answer the question, 000, and 000, he has gone order, over mail, town. Order,
2: order, order. Some nice back and forth. I mean, geez, I mean, who would have thought that a congressional hearing with the Postmaster General would be the freaking the uh, UFC? But that was that is good stuff. Uh, will you put the machines back? The outdated machines that we no longer need to use anymore that are going to be shipped off. Shipped off you know, like your dot matrix print printer in your office. Are you gonna bring it back? Are you gonna bring it back? You don't want to print things. No, we do things in a different way. No, no. no. well, well there you go. There you go. Oh man, what a day. What a day. My last thank
4: question is this. Thank you. What sir. the heck are um, you doing? What you, the sir. heck are the you doing? gentleman's time is expired. Thank you, sir. The
2: I do like Steve Lynch's style, and I have interviewed him before, and he's yelled at me before, much like that. My last thank question
4: is this: Thank
7: you.
2: What sir. the heck are um, you doing?
4: What you, the sir. heck are the you doing? The gentleman's time is expired. Thank
7: you, sir.
2: But I like it. I do like him as a congressman. I don't politically. I don't. I, I don't agree with anything he says, and that's that's full hackery you're seeing there, and it's full politicking, and it's it's cynical and yada yada. But I do. I'm amused by his style, and I I, like, I liked it when he yelled at me, and I liked it. Uh, I just am uh, mildly amused. Of course, it's horribly irresponsible. And this whole thing is just to show, just to show that Trump is very bad and evil and bad and evil and bad and evil. And I mean, that's, it, it's, there, it, nothing constructive came out of today whatsoever other than Trump and all of his cronies, including DeJoy,
5: are evil. Mr. DeJoy, is your backup plan to be pardoned like Roger Stone?
2: Oh, God, <laughs> pitiful. There you go. There you go. Uh oh dogs are barking. Isn't it crazy how dogs you these guys are probably barking cuz they may see somebody at, at the front door or hear somebody going out the back door or whatever. But isn't it crazy when your dogs just lying on the couch and they can sense another dog outside walking by like with their owner and they're like they're already very mad. They're very upset about it. Like how do you sense that other dog? I don't buy that dogs can smell all that well. My dogs don't smell all that well. I don't think. Unless they're smelling something unless their area of expertise in smelling is uh oh. Uh oh. I think you're getting in a little fight. Pepper, could you wait till after the podcast before Molly and the other dog the other dog, please? Um but uh yeah, I just found that very interesting. So it's already started, by the way. If you didn't know, the uh, Trump came to the to Charlotte to the RNC today. Already, already started speaking, and it's already dark. You saw this coming. Anytime he gives a State of the Union or this speech or that speech at uh, Mount Rushmore, dark and ominous speech. Very dark and ominous speech. Incredible, dark and ominous. And today, my God, he on day one he. Sets off on day one of the RNC very dark and ominous, dark and ominous. And he made tasteless jokes, by the way, tasteless jokes. Four more, more years, four more,
6: more years, four more, more years. Now, if you want to really drive
2: him crazy, you say twelve more years. Twelve more years. 12 more years! 12 more years! Because more years! President Trump literally called for the disintegration of the Constitution, which states clearly. That you're only allowed to be there for eight years, two consecutive terms. Dark. It's dark. Already it's dark. Notice that people are laughing at the Trump event? People are laughing and enjoying themselves at this Trump event. And I I think when he jokes, that is good Trump. You want him to be joking, to be having fun. At some point, as long as it's, you know, as long as it's anodyne joking and... But... The, the very, the, the symmetrical media is going to take that.
0: asymmetry, asymmetrical polarization. There is an asymmetry in our media, asymmetrical line.
2: Yeah. So the, how, notice how he says lying at the end there. It's very, um, he's, um, it's like he's blushing and it's very, um, he's getting the vapor. Asymmetry,
0: asymmetrical polarization. There is an asymmetry in our media, asymmetrical line.
2: <laughs> so Anyway, it's always dark because Trump is dark for you know said twelve years. Twelve. Oh my God! How could he do that? God, we're losing our very, our very um, nation is being dragged out and beaten behind the woodshed because of Trump.
6: But what's more important than the roll call? You're the ones calling it. So what's more important? So, and I have to tell you, you know, we're going to do a lot of things. I'm just going to go over very briefly because we're going to make a speech on Thursday night. I hope you're all going to be listening. uh, Because I came in and I'm on Air Force One, and Air Force One has more televisions than any plane in history. They've got them in closets. They've got them on ceilings, floors. They've got more tele. You can't escape a television. And I turned to CNN and they didn't have this. They weren't having it. Can you believe it? They didn't have it. No, no. CNN didn't have our roll call. Then I turned to MSDNC, as I call it. <laughs> MSDNC, which is truly, it, it is a branch of the...
2: ...attacking the media.
6: ...of the Democrats, it's right? It's a... I wouldn't say fully owned corporation, but it's certainly a fully controlled, or they control...
2: ...says falsely without proof
6: them. Nobody really knows who's controlling who. But, you know, they had it on television. I remember watching it. And it was interesting. You know, you see the different states and we say this and we say that. The great state of Alaska, the great state of Alabama, the great state of North Carolina, the great state of all of them. And it's very interesting.
2: Calling out only Republican states.
6: Interesting to me. They had theirs on. But they didn't show it. Instead, they're showing the scam because they're trying to show the post office, so that when their whole mail-in thing fizzles, they'll try blaming it on the post office. Okay, so they're showing these hearings that are very boring, actually, and they're not showing this either. They weren't showing this.
2: Slamming our very system, our very uh, the the entire legislative branch is torched by a unhinged president. Very dark and ominous.
6: And Fox had it on, but unfortunately Fox wasn't showing it too much because they had the announcers talking, talking, talking. I said, I want to hear what they're saying. The delegates, I want to hear what they're saying. So I think we had to switch over to C-SPAN or to OAN or somebody. But I wanted to hear them.
2: He literally tore up the First Amendment in a dark and ominous speech. Dark and ominous. Rooted in darkness and emptiness. He's tone deaf to our current moment in history. Vicious. You know, it's funny, for the hell of it, I listened to the first five minutes of Joe Biden's speech, his acceptance speech. Remember the one that was that had changed uh, the world, you know, that, that uh, Stephanopoulos and all those folks were just, they were just blown away. What happened here tonight was something special, something magical. I mean, you know what? I just extracted some of the dark in ominous parts of it this is just the first five minutes i've simply removed some samples from the first five minutes of the biden speech you tell me if this is dark and ominous
9: the current president has cloaked american darkness for much too long too much anger too much fear, too much division. The worst, the darkness. This season of darkness, darkness. in America. Fear, oh. fiction, massive unemployment, uncertainty and fear. Yeah, stricken by a disease, stricken by a virus, the selfish. It's a privileged few at the top. Injustice of a knee on the neck. America, of rising inequity and shrinking opportunity. And now history has delivered us to one of the most difficult moments America's ever faced. Four. Four historic crises. All at the same time. A perfect storm. The worst pandemic in over a hundred years. The worst economic crisis since the- How
2: come that didn't get the dark treatment? Let me do- let me position it like the symmetrical media would, okay? This is how they would do it, okay?
9: The Great Depression and the undeniable realities and- it's the accelerating threats of climate change. America's at an inflection point, a time of real peril. You can choose a path of becoming angrier, less hopeful, more divided, a path of shadow and suspicion.
2: That's right. This is uh, asy- This is the asymmetrical media. This is how it sounded to us. The current president has
9: called American darkness for much too long. Too much anger, too much fear, too much division. The worst of the darkness this season of darkness in America. Fear, fiction, mass unemployment, uncertainty fear. Stricken by a disease, stricken by a virus, is selfish. To privilege you at the top injustice of a knee on the neck. America, rising in and shrinking opportunity. Now, history has delivered us one of the most difficult moments America's ever faced. Four, four-historic crises, all at the same time. Perfect storm. The worst pandemic in over hundred years. The worst economic crisis the Great Depression and the undeniable realities, and, 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 and just the accelerating threats of climate change. America's at a inflection point, a time of real peril. Can change the path
2: of becoming angrier, less hopeful, more divided, a path of shadow and suspicion. You ain't black. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. You hear me? Hispanics are diverse in opinion. Blacks are all the same, says Joe Biden. Mitt Romney's going to put you back in chains. No, it's never. That media was totally uninterested in in positioning anything like that. It's interesting. Interesting that only Donald Trump is dark and ominous. Dark and ominous. That's just the first five minutes of Biden's Biden's speech. Absolutely not dark and ominous. No, 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 no. It was hopeful and a unicorn y and Yeah, it's only Trump who's dark and ominous. Speaking of dark and ominous, I've been thinking of the first event since we get to, to you know, a pretty good amount of looseners now, and thank you so much for that. That's awesome. I think that we should have our first official burn barrel outing at a movie. And I know what movie it's got to be. We can't. Oh, you know what? We'll go to Mendon Twin, Twin Drive-in and see this movie outside because we can't go in the theaters because the the deadly part of the virus has already come and gone. Um, so we can't go inside because we'll get in trouble anyway. But there's a new movie called. Oh, this is too good. I can't. I saw this and I thought, <coughs> sorry. I saw this and I thought, there's no freaking way that there's a movie where somebody is playing Jim Comey. Somebody's playing Peter Strzok, <coughs> um, Sally Yates, all people complicit in, and the proof is there now. You don't have to have ask anymore. All people complicit in a ridiculous, irresponsible, unethical, and, and I think illegal a misuse of intelligence resources to harass and entangle Trump campaign people and Trump administration people. In, um, in, 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 um, in a plot, a made-up, fictitious plot to uh, collude with Russians. So you can use that information to try to have them flip on President Trump and try to just, you know, dispose of him finally. So you don't have to deal with this. So here is this movie that we're going to, you guys and me. The Comey rule is coming out in Showtime. Speaking of dark and ominous.
6: So we are now fifteen days before a presidential election, and we have to go through three hundred and forty seven thousand emails to determine if one of the candidates in that election needs to be indicted. Russia, we think they're trying to sabotage Secretary Clinton's campaign. How never spend much time
2: on Facebook? Hours to well, uh, yeah, why? Well, they spent the Russians bought more than ten thousand dollars worth of ads that probably won't do anything at all. That's why.
3: So <gasps> before the polls
2: begin to close, Wisconsin, you see the lead. This is a sweep. Dr. Comey,
6: the networks have all called it for Trump.
2: Oh my Christ, no! Oh no! They've called it for Trump. By the way, why would Comey need a a guy to walk in the room and tell him that? Like, he's on Twitter. He's got cable has ever succeeded like I have. That's the evil t man if you couldn't uh, hear it.
6: This was not espionage. This was an attack.
4: You're gonna get or
6: Jim. Jim, Comey, He's both famous than me. Really looking forward to working
2: with you. Let's take a picture. That's when Trump meets him for the first time and whispers into his ear. That's when Comey was hiding in the curtains, right?
6: We've now been presented the dossier concerning Russia and its connection to Trump.
5: Putin began cultivating Trump as an asset in real estate deals, hundreds of millions in loans.
3: It constitutes a real threat to national security.
6: Would you like to come over for dinner tonight? Just the two of us? Nobody gets treated as unfairly as I do. It's disgraceful. Sir? I need loyalty. I expect.
0: president just committed a crime in your presence. Stop deciding.
2: Oh, my God. How West Wing is this? How freaking self-important? I mean, forget the fact that it's, I mean, if you were to have a chipmunk trip on LSD and force a pen into his hand, what he would write would make more sense and be based in more uh, truthful events than this. This is complete BS. But how self-important. These hysterical psychotics are bronzing their fake, fictional fictitious, narrative now into real films or movies that will last forever i mean these are people who need this is a cry for help these are people who need a shrink immediately and what we do and don't need to know it's so
6: crazy in there we're steaming towards iceberg i want to know what you can do to lift this russia cloud
2: i, I want to know what you could do to lift the russia cloud because as we're about to all find out there was nothing to any of it. There was never any evidence that there was any collusion whatsoever or cooperation whatsoever. There was never any evidence that Carter Page or, or um, Papadopoulos did anything with the Russians. There was never any evidence that Michael Flynn was was uh, irresponsibly speaking to the Russians. There was nothing to anything, anything, anything. And the president asks, the director of the FBI, to lift the cloud. Yeah, well, I would too. And he should have if he wasn't a coup-inspiring derelict.
6: If we ever put anything above the truth, it's a bell that can never be
2: unrung. Holy Jesus. You've got him sounding like, um, now, uh, what's the guy from Waco? The, the, the Branch David, Branch Davidians. David Koresh. It's a bell that can't be unrung. Like Jim Comey's The Boy Scout here? The biggest dirtbag in the world? Just look what he did to the... I mean, if you're a Hillary fan, how can you forgive Chip Comey? Psychos.
6: Comey. He's a bad guy. He's a dishonest guy. You're being pulled into a
3: conspiracy. He fired Sally Yates. Do you really not know how screwed you are? You went there to
0: put bad guys away. Not to help them to compress
8: He thinks that
6: being right will save him.
2: It won't. That's not ominous at all. That's just a documentary. That's all truthful. Good luck, psychos. If this president wins re election, good luck. You cannot possibly be prepared to accept a loss in this election and all of that means all the emotional baggage that then would be overturned. You cannot possibly will you cannot mentally ever recover from this election when you never accepted the first one. And this movie is a testament. It's an anthem to not accepting the first one. Except this one's going to be starting the post office. Do you hear a buzz by the way? There's a buzz. Hear a little tiny bit of a buzz. That's that's me, of course. There's a buzz. God damn it. I mean sorry. Sorry. I've got an eight-way splitter on headphones and a small desk, and so there's like eighteen wires, and sometimes they uh, speaking of absolutely not crazy, here's Nancy Pelosi. She knows what the Republicans are up um up to regarding the post
8: office trying to interfere in our election but they're not the only ones we take an oath to protect and defend the constitution from all enemies foreign and domestic and sadly the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our constitution uh, are right at 1600 pennsylvania avenue with their allies in the congress of the united states but again let's just get out there uh, and mobilize, organize, and not uh, let the president deter anybody uh, from voting. And again, support the postal system, which is election, election central. They're doing everything they can. Suppress the vote uh, uh, with your actions. Scare people, intimidate right. by saying law enforcement will be there. Uh, uh, Diminish the role of the of the postal system in all of this. It's really actually shameful. Enemies of the state.
2: Enemies of the state. Enemies of the state. I wonder if the symmetrical media will pick up that and see. Wow, it's very interesting. The uh, the the speaker of the house just called the administration and the the uh, half of Congress. The enemies of the state. Is anybody interested in that? No? Is that not newsworthy? From midair, from, from pure vapor, constructing a conspiracy about the post office and Trump stealing the election already, just like they did last time with Russia, and now just throwing kerosene in the fire. Enemies of the state. I I know. I'm the Speaker of the House. I know these people. Yes, they're all doing it. They're all doing it. Good Luck. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Cardi. So, thankfully, there is something that made me feel good. Uh, my wife found this for me. There's a woman on uh, Twitter called Anash Slats, and uh, and she's got a pithy. Very um precise and well thought out and executed song for you. It's kind of a PSA for all of us, I think. And it's about pronouns. Ladies and gentlemen, Anna Slats.
1: My pronouns aren't preferred, they are mandatory. Do not purposefully misgender trans people. You do not get to decide how someone identifies. My pronouns aren't preferred, they are mandatory.
2: Thank you, Anna. Now, you would think, I would think that maybe, and I appreciate what she's saying, and it's good that she put it to music so I can remember, you would think maybe she'd pick a song with a melody with more syllables available. Because I think, I think that she jammed a lot into this when it can't hold all of the syllables she was shoving in there.
1: My pronouns aren't preferred. They are mandatory. (laughs) Do not purposefully misgender, trans people. You do not get to decide how someone identifies. My pronouns aren't preferred. They are mandatory.
2: How much fun do you think Anna Slats is on a Thursday night down at the bar and grill? Think she's fun to talk to? Or do you think she's just waiting for a friggin' problem? Can you imagine the the level of unhappiness you have to have? with Anna Slats. Just wait till he misgenders me, my pronouns aren't. You know what, just so people know how I feel about my pronouns, I'm gonna make a little song about it. I will smile during the song, then there'll be a notice.
1: My pronouns aren't preferred, they are mandatory. (laughs) Do not purposefully misgender trans people. You do not get to decide how someone identifies. My pronouns aren't preferred. They are mandatory.
2: By the way, you can leave the clapping out if you're going to bend the, uh, the meter of the song way, belo- way beyond its original template. But what do I know? What do I know? All I know is that there's a place. Nice feet. Strawberry daiquiri. Remember strawberry daiquiris? Maybe you don't. If you're under 50, you probably don't. Oh, I miss cruises. I used to work in a cruise ship when I was just a teenager. My mother got me a job. Cruises are great. I don't care what people say. I know that they're, you know, the age of COVID has not been a good fit for a cruise ship. But cruises are fun as hell. One of the things that happens on a cruise ship is that there's everybody at one time, if you're on a long cruise... Especially with the old ships that could roll a little bit. Um, if you're on a on a cruise, usually there's one. Day, everybody has one day where they're just seasick and then they get their sea legs. But I gotta assume that in the age of COVID and all the other stuff, that a lot of vomit concentrated uh, in a, a cylinder, a steel cylinder, that shares the same HVAC system, could be problematic. That's too bad, though. Cause they're great. I kind of like the Love Boat theme, actually. In the closing credits, when somebody's like yucking it up and looks over at the camera, and that's a still frame. There's something else I wanted to get to. Where am I? I? Tough day for uh, Jerry Falwell, Jr. Former business partner says he had years-long affair involving Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife. Apparently, he was. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. That's right. right. Jerry was. Uh, Jerry and his wife. Uh, I mean, the guy's wife apparently was getting uh, hanging out with uh, Jerry Falwell. His wife and Jerry would watch, and so there you go. Oh, there's. A, and right when I talk about the threesome, there's a thousand kids behind me. Okay, hang on. Um, <laughs> how fun is this? CNN media star, man who CNN invented and built up and made famous, much like Michael Avenatti, a uh, Richard Spencer, the racist white supremacist. CNN made him a star because he was a Trump voter in 2016 and was a big Trump guy, and so CNN used him to uh, as a cudgel against Trump and made Trump tr- tr- made him. Um, Made him uh, castigated. wait What's the name? Do you do you disavow? Miss disavow him. That's right. And Trump was like, "Who the hell are you talking about?" They said, "You didn't disavow him." I ah, ha, ha, ha. was like, "I don't know. what You talking about whatever?" Sure, I disavow. Sure, like like Donald Trump has time for white supremacists. Jesus. So, so now bad news today. The CNN star Richard Spencer now is now, um, he has endorsed Joe Biden. He has tweeted today. I plan to vote for Joe Biden and a straight Democratic ticket. It's not based on accelerationism or anything like that. The liberals are clearly more competent people. So there you go, congratulations. Now, I believe the rule is when this happens, every single Democratic member of Congress, every single single city and town Democrat, every pre, uh, uh, appointee who's a Democrat, and a Democratic ticket now has to be asked about this from every single member of the press, and if the answer, and the answer, is any equivocation, you must say that that candidate or that that person is now a white supremacist. That's the new rule. No, it's the old rule. I'm sorry, it was established back in 2016. Back in 2016, remember. And I assume that the symmetrical media is on this
0: asymmetry, asymmetrical polarization. There is an asymmetry in our media, asymmetrical lying.
2: <laughs> well, I hope they're on it anyway. We need answers. I want to hear. I want to hear from those people who were so upset today during the um the um the Louis DeJoy Interrogation. I want to hear from those people. My last thank-
4: question is this: Thank you.
2: What uh, the, heck, uh, are you what you, the sir. heck are you doing? What the heck are you doing? The gentleman's doing? time expired.
4: Thank you,
7: sir.
2: No, my question to you, Representative Lynch, is: uh, What are you doing about your new friend, your new friend Richard Spencer, and his full, um, his t- t- full compliment to the Democratic Party, and his full pledge of allegiance to the Democratic Party? Where are you on that? Where are you on that, Jim Cooper?
5: Mr. DeJoy. Is your backup plan to be pardoned like Roger Stone?
2: Oh, oh God.
6: <laughs> pitiful.
2: Yeah, that is pitiful. I consider it totally pitiful. I consider it totally pitiful. Well, I consider it pitiful. Now you must disavow because the racist from CNN is now on your team.
1: My pronouns aren't preferred, they are mandatory. <laughs> Do not purposefully misgender trans people. <laughs> you do not get to decide how someone identifies my pronouns aren't preferred they are mandatory all
2: right hey thank you so much everybody i really appreciate it follow me on twitter at tom Shattik, at t-o-m-s-h-a-t-t-u-c-k have you got the invite from Colony this week who knows my black ball from jerry who knows good stuff coming to lowell sun this week please do read it um go oh, email me at winchester at gmail.com thank you very much uh, for all your support i really do appreciate Hope you're enjoying it. See you later.
6: C'est la vie.
3: Two more hogs got the fever.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news.